Welcome to The Stuff, the podcast where you and I literally talk about what else? Stuff. This is your Comedic Escapades podcast show, and I'm your host, Ian Walker. Now, let's go talk about some stuff. Ian Walker from the Stuff Podcast Show here with a brand new episode this week. Wanted to get into talking about a few things uh, in regards to some life issues. Want to talk about the little things, the little things in life that matter the most. What are those things? What what are some of the little things you know that we we appreciate in our lives? Want to get a little bit of life discussion about that. Uh, In the world of anime, I just started watching a new. Uh, anime just recently called My Hero Academia, so I wanted to go into that anime, share my thoughts on that uh, show, and see and talk about it a little bit and what I love about it. As well as in gaming, I wanted to go in and talk about a new game I just started playing, Battle Chasers Night War, which is a new video game created by Airship Syndicate and designed by Joe Madrera. Uh, one of my favorite comic book artists now game designers so i want to spend some time talking about that let's uh quit the idle chat and banter and let's get on with the stuff podcast show for this week there was a boys to men song that came out back in the early 90s i believe during their coolie high harmony album and the song was literally called little things and some of the lyrics uh in the song I like the song a lot because I like the beat and I like all of that. But there was a specific lyric in the song which said, little thing, I think it was in the hook, said, little things mean a lot. Appreciate what you've got. Make do with what you have. And forever it will last. Those words always stuck with me because it's it's really true. Because with what little things that you have in life, uh, no matter how small they are, um, you know, they, they do tend to make quite an impact uh, in your life, don't they? Um, you know, if you're in a relationship, you know, small gestures, um, you know, small gestures of love and appreciation uh, towards people. Uh, in a rela- If you're in a relationship, you give, you know, your girl flowers or uh, if you're a lady, you give your, your man a gift or something like that that shows your love and appreciation for them for whatever they do. Those are some things that we tend to forget a lot to do because we we're so wrapped up in our own personal lives and in our uh, own uh, situations, we tend to forget the little things. Um, And we we forget to show appreciation, unfortunately, because in my opinion, again, it's just me. We live in such a world that is so self-centered and so selfish that we forget to give a lot of times. And the, and the giving doesn't have to be huge. It really doesn't. You know, I'm giving just off a small smile or or wh- one of the things I like to do is give somebody a sincere and genuine compliment whenever I can. And not just something you're like, oh my God, I just love your smile. Your smile just lightens my day. Not, not like that. Or, oh, you got a nice blouse. I mean, just... You know, what I'm talking about is a genuine, sincere compliment. And what, what that is, is like, you know, 
uh, you know, you, you know, if you know somebody for a certain period of time, you know, they have a personality trait that you really appreciate about them, bringing that out to the forefront, you know, um, or you know what, even if somebody does have a beautiful smile, you know, bringing out something about that smile that is specific to them is great. Like, for instance, I know somebody who has a smile that literally lights up a room. I mean, when they, when this person smiles, it's the most genuine thing I've ever seen. And so when they smile, it's like, oh, man, okay, you know what? I, I want to light up too. You know, I want to pass that on, you know? So, you know, little things like that, you know, kind of help. What kind of little things do you, do you guys generally appreciate? What kind of little things do you think that people forget to do sometimes? And do little things only extend only to compliments or doing things for people? Again, on a personal level, I feel like little things, I apologize for any sounds that you guys may pick up and maybe filtering. Now people are starting to play music where I'm at. Terrible. But hey, I do what I can do. Anyways, um, with little things in life, for instance, living a small, simple life, not having too many things, um, is something that I think is, is very cool as well. Um, can actually help a lot. So with you, with that in mind, what little things do you guys appreciate that people either do for you or things that you've seen that people have actually done for others or um, things just in, in general that you appreciate that you've benefited from or that you've helped others to benefit from? Are little things really important uh, in life? Do you think it kind of makes the whole little things make the world go around? Uh, is that is that how you generally feel? Um, because I feel that, you know, not forgetting these things is very key and very essential to making life a little bit easier to deal with. Um, when you, when you actively go out of your way to, uh, uh, expand and give these little things to people or, or apply it in your life in the form of simplicity of some kind, then, you know, it, it, it really does help. So, let me know what you guys think of that. Let me know what you guys think of the importance of little things towards others and life uh, in all aspects. So back in October of 2017, uh, Airship Syndicate and THQ Nordic came together and created a brand new gang created by Joe Madrera called Battle Chasers Night War. Now, Battle Chasers Night War is supposed to be the continuation of the uh, story that Joe Madrera had put together in the 90s from his comic book series Battle Chasers. And um, this is a traditional turn-based uh, RPG, uh, which combines regular dungeon-crawling uh, type of gaming to uh, old-school Final Fantasy Chrono Cross uh, gaming. So those of you who are into those type of role-playing games, which I am when I play video games, um, this game is for you. I mean, I, I, oh my god, this game is incredible. On Steam, this game got 9 out of 10. Polygon got 8 out of 10. IGM, 8 out of 10. And the reason why this game got that much good reviews is because the game is legit incredible i mean 
if again being an old school game okay well let me go back i don't play much video games anymore and the reason why is because you know i had a problem okay i would play video games for hours my biggest thing i've always been a huge fan of rpgs um huge final fantasy 7 fan and uh i um i really enjoy those types of fantasy games um later on i got into mmos or mass multiplayer online rpgs as they're called world of warcraft was my vice um and so due to life and circumstances getting in the way i had to quit that game too okay because it was just getting too much it was just getting a little ridiculous and it's funny because one day i just woke up and was like you know what video games eh, i don't have that much of an interest in them anymore and in some ways i still kind of feel that way but now they're more of a um a recreational thing than anything now so whenever i play a video game it is definitely more for um either when i'm hanging out with my son and i play video games with him or there's something that i'm really really into and battle chasers is something that i'm into because joe madrera is my all-time favorite comic book artist his fusion of manga and american style uh artwork is just was just revolutionary so i definitely had to get into that and then two um being a fan of his battle chaser series and the fact that he didn't finish the dang thing you know kind of ticked me off but when i heard that he was doing night war and that night war was supposed to be that continuation of uh the story that he didn't finish not only did that intrigue me but you know joe madrid does something dude take my money okay there's just no there's no getting around that that's happening that is happening okay so here we go uh battle chasers night war this game is incredible um it's got amazing graphics um and again staying true to those old school video games i'm a huge fan of final fantasy huge fan of chrono cross chrono trigger uh monster war monster hunter um there was a computer game that i played a while ago called dungeon siege dungeon siege 2 which is that old school dungeon crawler type of video game i played that game and uh it was just amazing and this game combines all of those in there i mean he even combines comic books because joe mad's art is in that video game as well and you know you see that like in the cutscenes and everything that he does or like the certain uh story mode areas like if you go and rest at an end at times you'll have some in-game storylines going on you know some dialogue and you see the characters pop up and obviously joe mad's art is all up in there and it is just gorgeous it is beautiful and what's also cool about it you know when you read comic books you kind of put your own voices to them in your head well now we've got official voices we know what garrison sounds like we know what calibretto sounds like we know who gully sounds like we know what nolan sounds like red monica and a new character that they introduced in the game his name escapes me right now but he's a very cool dude too and uh it's just it's just an amazing video game so far i am 24 hours in i think i have only scratched the surface to be quite honest and i've already done so much the game has a lot of mechanics like as an rpg player i like to do all of those side quests and i'm the type that likes to do and find everything so this game has fishing it has uh, 
it has, um, of course, old school battles. It's got all kinds of other things in it. That's just super cool. So I, um, I do all those things and it's cool. And the fishing mechanic is very neat. Um, you know, you press a button, you got to go in the opposite direction of the fish, you know, pull it in and you get the catch and, you know, the fish weighs a certain amount. I mean, it, it's, it's just cool. Just a lot of side things in the game. That's neat. There's crafting in the game. You can craft armor. You can craft, uh, you could craft your potions and stuff that you need to drink, uh, throughout the game. You can, uh, do enchanting. You can do all kinds of stuff. So again, this is a high fantasy type video game as well. Um, you can do, let me see, what other things can you do in this game? Um, I'm thinking off top right now and, and I'm really fighting not to just grab in my switch right now and just, you know, turn it on so I can tell you, but cause that'd be rude to start playing the game while, while I'm talking to you about it. But, um, but you can do all kinds of things in this game and it's super cool. And I just love it because it's pretty much all the things I love about Joe Mad, um, and about the fantasy game genre, all nestled and combined into one. Um, and all the things that I like about fantasy games. There's a very immersive story. Well, I wouldn't. I would say maybe my one criticism is that the storyline isn't that immersive. It's a very basic story. Um, you know, of course, bad guy wants to take over the world. You know, adventures come in, try to stop it, and go in. And this is just so far what I've gotten into the game. Again, like I said, I'm only 24 hours in. I don't know if there's more to it. You know, I'm still playing it. So there's probably a lot more to the story than what I know of. And I'm just running at the mouth. And I'm probably going to come back and do like an apology, you know, <laughs> about the story. You know, so you're like, I'm sorry, guys. But um, you'll hear from me if I do, for sure. Um, but, uh, so far the story seems very basic. It's very, um, vanilla. Um, I, I hope I'm wrong as I continue playing the game. I do hope that there is more to play, uh, or more to the story, but, um, that's where I'm at so far right now. The, the game came out in October 3rd, 2017, actually last year, um, on all the other systems, uh, your PlayStation, Xbox one on computer, Microsoft Windows, um, Apple, but this month in May, it came out on the Nintendo Switch, which is the system that I have, and I, God, I love the Switch, I, I'm probably going to do another podcast episode, I'm just talking about the Switch by itself, y'all, because that game, that game system is just beautiful, Nintendo did it again by creating an amazing system, which makes me think that the Wii U was actually not so much an official system, but was more like a more like a market research test for the Switch and what they were planning to do in the future. I think that was just a test. But that's just me. That's just my opinion. Um, but Nintendo, again, ever since the GameCube was the most ingenious system that they've come out with. And Battle Chasers has been very fun to play. As well as Zelda Breath of the Wild. All those games have been fun to play um, uh, as a result of how the system is, 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 how the system is, and how it's designed, you know, being able to switch from handheld, um, being able to switch from the TV, uh, all the different ways that you can adjust and play the game with this system, it's just been totally cool, 
So any of you who are gamers out there who really enjoy the nostalgia of RPGs, what they have to offer, um, if you love, you know, the genre of comic books and high fantasy, um, but like those old school games like Zelda, um, you know, Dungeon Siege, you like the Final Fantasy stuff, this game really is for you. I really highly recommend that you check this game out. If you don't want to, you know, spend tons of money, try maybe, you know, try it out on Steam. Uh, so you're not spending too much money, like when they have one of their sales or something. Um, I recommend doing that. But I do definitely say that this game is worth checking out for sure. Um, again, it's called Battle Chasers Night War. I have it on the Twitch, on the Switch, Nintendo Switch, but it is available on all the other systems, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, and Apple, um, and you can get it from all the major retailers, and this was made, uh, designed by Joe Madrer, who was a comic book artist, now game designer, he was also responsible for the Darksiders series as well, I never played Darksiders, for personal reasons, but, um, I heard that game is amazing as well, but, uh, so if you're familiar with Darksiders and you're familiar with that game, this is another product from Joe Mad that is absolutely spectacular. So um, again, Battle Chasers Night War, go check it out whenever you can. And, uh, and trust me, it, it's, it's worth it's like 30 between 30 and 40 bucks, depending on what platform you decide to get it on. So again, well worth the money. Go check it out. Battle Chasers Night War. The bomb. The bomb. So, I am a very hardcore fan of a group called New Edition. This is a um, band that came out uh, in the early 80s. Um, honestly, it's a band that I've grown up with, that I have I love ever since I was a kid. Um, they were probably my very first exposure to R&B music. Them, New Edition, Jackson 5, I would honestly say, throughout my whole life was my first exposure to R&B music and music in general um, from what I can remember and uh, all through the years I followed New Edition through their ups and downs their you know trials tribulations all of those things saw the New Edition story which is a great uh, biopic um, of the group uh, ever since they started um, up into let me see I want to say up into actually the uh, Home Again album now, as we all know, if there are some of you out there who are fans of New Edition, um, you know that, you know, this group, not only business-wise, have had some difficult uh, situations go on uh, in the business, but also internally, um, they've had some struggles as well. They talked about those in the uh, biopic as well. Some things that we didn't know about, like Ricky Bell being hooked on cocaine, that was something that really shook my goose i did not know that and it came as a huge surprise um a very well kept and well guarded secret apparently so i'm and if there's other new edition fans out there i'm sure you guys felt the same way um anyways throughout the years you know they've all had their their struggles within the group mostly as history shows with bobby brown um one of the original members of the group who left made a career of his own um and uh, with his Don't Be Cruel album, he made one album before that, which did okay. Um, he's come out with other albums before uh, after that. But his album, uh, Don't Be Cruel, was his highest selling album uh, that he ever did. 
and is the most notori uh, notable album that he's made. So that's the fame that Bobby Brown has been uh, riding on, and uh, his his whole um, his whole story, unfortunately, is very sad. He's actually coming out with a movie, the Bobby Brown story, um, later on at the end of this year, which I plan on watching. It's going to be on BET also. Um, so I'm sure we're going to be finding out some stuff that we didn't know about Bobby Brown, which is going to shock us as well, because you know we've had this image of Bobby Brown and who he is for so long, you know, we, I'm sure it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Um, anyways, so the reason why I decided to go ahead with this particular, um, segment is because we, we all know again, what trials and tribulations Bobby has had to go through. Um, he suffered major depression. He suffered, uh, um, some thoughts of suicide, things of that nature. Um, but my question that I pose is this is there a time in the music industry when an artist should just hang it up when they should uh, just stop <laughs> and it sounds cruel no pun intended um, but is there a time when it when a music artist if if when performing they're not performing at their maybe not even at their pinnacle at their best but when they can no longer properly do the job that or the or this or perform the skills that they are known for, should a musician hang it up? I bring this up because just uh, earlier today I went and saw a video on YouTube. Uh, there is a um, live concert that happened. I believe it was in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm not sure, but. Um, yeah, it was in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and it took place on the 20th of this month, and Bobby Brown did a set, and he sang every little step. Now, we know, um, you know, you know, his, his bout with drugs, cigarettes, not taking care of himself. Bobby has noticed that he had a lot of, a lot of weight put on. We've seen these things happen to other artists that we've known and loved for years, um, you know, and, and, and it's blatant. It's it's there, people. But during this performance, Bobby Bobby has, has been given the name the king of R&B. On a personal note, I've never, ever considered Bobby Brown the king of r and I'm sure they give that to him because he's one of the first to uh, break out and go on his own and, and create a legacy all his own, which is way more than admirable. Made, made some amazing music and things of that nature. But king of R&B? No. I wouldn't say that. Um, but there are some people who really sincerely feel that he is the king of R&B. So, just playing devil's advocate, this king of R&B had gone into this performance and performed terribly. He didn't sing the word, all the words to a song. He would sing like a sentence or two and then stop, let the background singer sing the rest of the song. Then he'd jump back in sing a few more sentences, let the background singers do it, start playing to the crowd a little bit. He's wearing jeans and his long t-shirt. You know that big long t-shirt you wear when you <laughs> when you big old dude? And, and I'm telling you this from experience, okay? Because I was a big old dude at one point, okay? And I would get these big giant t-shirts 
that was way bigger than me that looked like a looked like I was wearing a, a towel smock <laughs> and I would put it on you know thinking okay I can still wear some stuff and you know I still feel good and things you know what I mean and that's what he had on he had on a towel smock he had on his little fedora with his glasses on and some jeans and he was pacing back and forth on the stage and he was just walking and he was still tired <laughs> and I'm like Man, and he's not singing the song completely. His voice is not what it used to be. He actually sounds like instead of singing the lyrics to the song, he sounds like <laughs> he sound like this old dude that's telling these bad kids to get off his lawn. Quit telling him what to do, and he's singing again. Dag off my lawn, <laughs> and I'm just sitting here with my mouth open. And I'm like, this is the king of R&B, yo. Now, the reason why this performance was done was because this king of R&B is now performing uh, with Ronnie DeVoe, Bobby Brown, Ricky Bell, and uh, Michael Bivens under the name RBRM. Johnny Gill and Ralph Tresvant are no longer... Uh, uh, going on the tour with them as New Edition. So New Edition is not um, on tour, which is another major disappointment. I'm sad about that because at this point I'm feeling like I'm never going to see a New Edition concert. And unfortunately, I'm just coming to grips with it. You know, that's just how it is. Um, that's just how it's going to be. They just ain't never going to get it together for long enough to give the fans what they want. And you know what? We can't always get what we want. However... Understandably, they put this group together. Why? Because there potentially is money to be made. There is an opportunity for them to actually get back out in the limelight and to reintroduce some music, some possibly some new music. Uh, bring the old school fans like myself of New Edition, Bell Biv DeVoe, Bobby Brown himself. They're singing each other's old tunes and they're doing all of that. But my thing is, is knowing the current state and situation that he's in, why in the world, especially if you need to this tour to make that money, would you go out on tour and number one, not get yourself in shape, number two, not train your voice to get it back, again, your voice is probably never going to be at, at what it was in its prime, okay, but doing enough to get yourself in a decent place where you could put on a, a, a decent show, you know, dancing and singing, seeing all the things that 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 we are known for seeing New Edition for. Why would you not do that? Would you say maybe it's because of age? Maybe um, a part of. I feel like as I look at these performances of the past, and you know, at times when Bobby has been missing a lot of um, performances and stuff, he would not show up. Is there self-doubt in Bobby Brown? Is he one of those cats who feels like maybe he doesn't have it anymore and so he sabotages himself in order not to disappoint? Because if we know Bobby Brown, that dude could put on a show in the past. And when he went out and did it, he did it. I mean, dancing, singing, girls, all of it. He put on a show. Okay? I mean, he was up there with greats. Michael Jackson, you know... Uh, you know, other groups of that time, Michael Jackson comparatively, that was a cat that could, that could put on a show. He was up there. 
But now, he's no longer doing that. And it bothers me because if you're going out with your fans, I, I personally think it's a little bit of a, a disrespect um, a bit to the fans. One who've been waiting for so long for New Edition to get back together. And if you can't get together, fine. And so they did us a favor as fans, honestly, because they could have just not done nothing. By forming RBRM, I would have said, you know what? I'm Bobby Brown. I got a reputation uphold. You know, I look like somebody's granddaddy. I need to get in shape, get my voice in shape, really focus, go make this money, do this for my family, first and foremost, do this for myself, do this for my fans, and get busy, right? So if that's the case, and he hasn't done this, do you think it is time, when a performer doesn't do this, do you think it is time to hang it up? What do you guys think? If a performer is not going to market themselves correctly, in fact, tarnish the brand by presenting themselves in a way that's not going to present the brand in a favorable light, because I'm just going to say it, the rest of the members, the rest of the folks got it on point. Ronnie, Ricky, Mike, they've got their stuff on point. They have always been on point. When they would get together as new edition, the 25th anniversary of BET, um, all of them were there. Sure, Bobby came in later on, sang a few verses, but, you know, they got their stuff on point. But every time, Bobby is never on point. Is the king of R is this king of R&B dead? Should he just lay back, keep making his barbecue sauce, start getting into other things and just let the rest of the dudes carry the torch on and be a support go into movies you know can he do something like that and not just and just and so that's just that's just my observation and what i feel with bobby brown on a personal level again i'm going to say this is just me this might not reflect the rest of you guys but what does make me sad and just as a fan is when I see the lack of effort being put into something, especially as a group as great as New Edition, with performers and artists as great as they are, on their own, to not put the care into um, what they are known for, and to put their all and to put and not represent themselves personally in the best light. At that point, I think it's time to hang it up. If an artist, say for instance, Britney Spears, were to were to stop, you know, taking care of herself. If she were to stop, you know, vocally training her voice, you know, I'm sure a lot of us would be like, boo. You know, if Beyonce just started having babies left and right every other year and didn't care to lose the weight and get herself in shape, continue practicing her singing, doing what she needed, guess what? I'm sure everybody would say, boo. Her name wouldn't be Beyonce, it would be Beyonce. And people will say it quick. Okay? Um, is it time to hang it the heck up? Should a perform should it should an artist start really looking into doing other things if that passion for their art of the past is not there anymore? I personally think that is that should be the case. Because I think it does not only themselves a disservice, but it's a disrespect. To the fans that really help make them who they are. And I think that artists, especially especially groups like New Edition, 
who have carried, who have the most, and I have to say, have the most loyal fans I have ever, I have ever heard of. I mean, I mean, literally, there are people that grow, grew up on these kid, on these guys' music. I'm one of them. And I've been there through all their little ups and downs, their troubles, all of these things, their their quarrels within the group, hopes and dreams of seeing them. Let me tell you something. If New Edition ever comes to my town, I told my dad this, my mom. Let me tell you something. New Edition comes to town and it's on a day where I'm working and my boss says, Ian, you go to this New Edition concert, you take off during work and you leave. You don't come back to work tomorrow. Guess what I'm saying? It was a pleasure working with you guys. It was an honor and privilege. I appreciate the experience because I'm going. Okay, this is one group that don't perform together very often. Even if Bobby Brown is there, I will go. I'm going to be there front and center. Okay, I don't care where they're at. My parents now live on the East Coast, and apparently more of these concerts happen on the East Coast. For example, this concert I watched was in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, on the YouTube channel I was looking at. So, you know, I told my daddy, hey, new dish come to town? Call me up, and I'm there, because that's happening, people. Okay? I'm going to be there. I love New Edition. It's 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 just, I, I think it's just sad. Let me get you guys' opinion on this, please. I'm really curious as to what you guys think. Do you guys think it's okay to live in the past and to humor an artist when they stop doing their best, pretty much? Do, are, 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 are musicians and entertainers exempt from giving their best in regards to their skills, their talents, their brand, um, and their image when either, you know, life gets the best of them, which a lot of uh, music musicians, that happens to them a lot. A lot of them, unfortunately, as we all know, have ended up victims of death, of drugs, uh, alcohol, whatever the case may be. Um during those times is that a time when we should we just live in the past and let them allow them to ride on a nostalgia of the past and not better themselves and just live on that and call them you know i, I looked at some of the youtube comments they're still calling the dude the king of r&b after watching that atrocity that was happening it was one of the worst performances i've ever seen of bobby brown and this is not the first time this has happened this has happened this happens all the time now with Bobby Brown. Unfortunately, his performances are not good by himself. So when a performer stops doing what they're supposed to, should they stop? Should they just cut it out? Should they just hang it up? Do you think that's the right thing to do? I do. I do. Because again, you have a brand that you're upholding. You have something that you're supposed to be bringing to with fans. And with new edition fans being as patient as we are and as um, loyal as we are as fans, I think whenever they go out on stage, they need to show physically and professionally put their best foot forward. And if you can't do that, I believe that it is time for you to move on to bigger and better things on a permanent basis and if if you can't commit to that in 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 whatever way possible you know don't just hop up and get into something because you need the money i, I don't think it's right i don't think it's fair yes some of us do like to see you know we, we would love to see bobby brown perform but we don't want to see him sorry on the stage either because we will clown you know black folks i mean that's that that's gonna happen hard okay so, 
I'm just saying. Let me know what you guys think of this, um, especially in regards to just musicians. Not so much here with uh, New Edition and Bobby Brown, because that's just me talking on a personal note. But um, let me know what you guys think of performers. Let me know what you guys favorite, who your favorite performers are, and who you would be disappointed to see fall off, or performers that you have seen just fall off um, when it comes to their performing and, and what they do. I'm very interested to know that. Um, because Bobby Brown is not an isolated incident. I mean, this has happened throughout the music industry. Um, some of our favorite uh, divas that we've known from the 60s and 70s, you know, keep trying to come back and do things. And it's just like, nah, bruh, you know, just, just please just sit down, be humble. You know, it's, it's just like, you can't do it no more. Please just don't. I would love to hear you guys comments on that. Um, if you're on Instagram, go ahead and shoot me a message or leave a comment. Um, if you're listening to this on Anchor, go ahead and leave me a message on there at Gmail through my in, uh, through my email. You can shoot me a an email at uh, the Stuff Podcast Show at Gmail and even more so on the Facebook group. Um, I just started a Facebook group for the Stuff Podcast Show, making it more active. Um, the Stuff Podcast Show on Facebook. Leave a comment in the community page. Leave a comment, whatever you want to talk about, but I'd love to hear your answers uh, regarding this particular subject and this particular question. Should a performer hang it up when they can no longer provide the service and the talents needed to perform their duties? Duties, that sounded terrible. Needed to perform their jobs, you know? If they can't do it anymore, let's go. I mean, if you if if you fall down to the job, and you break your you break your leg or something, they don't make you if you you can't perform the job. They have you take some time off. You get workers comp. You get unemployment. Whatever the case is, you know should that be the same with performers? Should they jump up every time they think money is to make? There's money to be made. And if they do, don't you think that they should get themselves in the right place? Let me know what you guys think. So, continuing on with the same note that we uh, talked about a second ago with, with the whole Bobby Brown thing and performers, I actually ran a poll this past weekend, and I, I ran it on Facebook, I ran it on Twitter, and I ran it on Instagram, and you guys are just much nicer people than I am, it just seems, because overwhelmingly, everyone is like, hey, they should keep going, give it their all, and you guys feel like that they should keep going, which, you know what? You guys are better people than me. Cause I, I'm, I guess that's the, that's the mean perfectionist in me, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm still sticking to my guns guys. I ain't gonna change my opinion. I, but again, that's just how I feel. And which proves my point. My opinion isn't always the end all be all. It's not, it really isn't, you know, you guys appreciate. And what I think that is, is you guys just appreciating the effort, which is, which is cool. Maybe something I could learn, you know, learn to do, learn to appreciate the effort and, uh, you know, what these performers put into, because it is hard work, what they do. It is. But, um, but yeah, in my opinion, though, if you, if you just going to consistently keep putting on a bad show, come on, hang it up. Like, why not? Like, don't. Don't put people through it. But if you guys are down and you guys are willing to pay for it, you know what? 
more power to you. Again, much better people than me, that's for sure. Because I would not stand for it. But that's just me, though. So, anyways, <laughs> good on you guys. All right, so let's head on over to our next segment, shall we? So, I've been watching a new anime, or just started watching a new anime called My Hero Academia. And it's cool because there's a, it's a new anime. Well, it's not new. I think it's been out for like, I want to say, I think it's, I think it came out last year. I'm not sure. But, um, it's cool because it kind of plays a little bit more in the superhero genre, which is my cup of tea for sure. Um, one of the big things that I like about it is is the story between the main character. I'm not huge on all the facts yet because, like I said, I'm I think I'm only two episodes in. I've been watching it on Cartoon Network, and it's funny because even though I said it to DVR priority, it hasn't uh, it hasn't uh, recorded all the episodes. So it looks like I'm gonna have to go on to Kiss Asian and just download the whole series and uh, just go from there. But so far. From what I've seen, I really, really like the show. Um, it just tells a story about this kid who really wants to become a superhero. Everybody in the world, I guess, is born with superpowers or something called their perk, uh, which is their specific superpower that they have. And, uh, you know, uh, some of these heroes, and then there's some that don't have perks. And uh, some that have these powers go to this special school where they train to learn how to become heroes and uh, things of that nature. And the main character, the main superhero, who's called, whose name is All Might, he uh, has a special superpower. And he's unique uh, in the fact that he's like the strongest superhero that ever lives, but nobody knows what his perk is. Nobody knows what, what his special ability is. And he's always dodging and deflecting the question. And uh, his his weakness is unique as well. He's, in reality, even though he's this big giant dude, you know, with this big giant smile on his face, he, uh, when he's powered down, so to speak, uh, he's like this super frail, skinny dude who actually has this massive injury. And he can only transform, I believe it's like once or twice a day. So that was a really unique spin on that character. But also what makes him cool, too, is the way his perk works. He can actually uh, transfer his powers, I guess, to somebody else. Which then makes the perk even stronger the more he passes it along. So um, this kid, who's a huge fan of All Might, he really wants to be a hero, and he proved himself by rushing into a situation, saving actually another hero in the story who was consumed by this villain. And uh, and because of that, All Might saw what he had done, and he was stuck in a situation where he couldn't transform uh, into All Might again to save everyone. So this kid took it upon himself out of sheer instinct, pretty much, to go in and save this uh, other superhero who was in danger. Um, and so he was chosen by All Might to inherit these powers. And so he did this training. And he's doing all that right now. Um, like I said, I'm only two episodes in. I have really, really, really enjoyed the show and uh, so far. I'm going to go just go on Kiss Asian. I'm not going to wait for Cartoon Network anymore. I, I think they take too long. I don't know if Toonami is just... 
you know, I don't know if they don't show all the cartoons at the same time. Maybe my DVR is just not recording them like I told it to. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I know I'm behind. So I'm going to go take care of that and uh, get a full rundown on this on this particular anime. I like anime a lot. I don't. I'm very particular into which ones I watch. Um, I have a good friend, uh, Will. Big shouts to Will, uh, who's very much into anime. He's like my go-to guy. Even though I don't watch everything he does, uh, he 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 knows everything. He's watched almost every anime, and I say almost because anything to do with mechs, he doesn't watch it. He hates mechs with a passion. He thinks they should all die. I think mechs are extremely cool, but he thinks they should all die. But you know, hey, everybody has their taste to each their own. Uh... <laughs> But uh, but when it comes to anime and you know the, that genre, he's the guy I really go to. He really enjoys talking about that. So whenever I have a question about something or or, or I see something that I might be interested in, I talk to him first, and he's like, "No, that anime is garbage," or "Yeah, this anime is amazing," or uh, "This is okay, but I don't know if you'd be into it." Blah blah blah. So he he's 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 cool up on that. Um, the first access, the first access to anime I've ever had was Dragon Ball Z. So, uh, and then after that was the Giver. So those are or those are the two animes I got started with. So, going into other anime genres has been, you know, like I said, very pick, picky and choosy. Uh, I've seen other animes that I like. I I don't know if you call it action, but it's like kind of like a soap opera, I guess. Or they call it Slice of Life or something like that. It's called Chobits. It's one of my favorite animes. And um, and I enjoyed that one very much. The story on that was super cool. Um, but, you know, it's funny because Japanese storylines, I mean, they, they could be into kind of some weird stuff. So the stories that they come up with is very interesting. Not not things that Americans would come up with very often. So I guess that opens the door to a lot of storytelling opportunities that, you know, Americans wouldn't normally, you know, delve into. Um, nothing, nothing. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, every genre of everything kind of has their far left side that they just go ham in, which is like, I'm good with all that. But what I'm saying is that, you know, this you know, the Japanese kind of think outside the box as far as storytelling is concerned. And so they come up with a lot of unique and, and cool ideas, which is why I think anime is such a unique, uh, uh, you know, a unique genre of animation, cartooning, storytelling, all of that. So anyways, back to my hero academia, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting all the episodes and, and checking it out. I'll probably come back and revisit this. Um, I'll probably even do another episode just of this on this stuff, just on anime in general, because uh, you know I know that that's a huge topic, and I know that there's people that really uh, appreciate the the genre and that really uh, enjoy the art, and uh, and I think it's something worth talking about. So for sure, next season I think I'm going to do an episode just talking strictly about anime. And uh, hopefully get some content from you guys, some feedback telling me what you guys enjoy, what you like, what you guys want to hear me talk about, and then go from there. All right, everyone. So 
this is, I'm going to now start wrapping up the show uh, for this week. I thank you guys for taking the time to listen, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Again, um, I this is a preview of how the show is going to be from now on. One hour, talking about a variety of things. So, what I love for you guys to do is. Give me your feedback. Tell me what you think if you're listening on YouTube. Let me know what you think uh, by leaving comments below. Don't forget to subscribe and uh, hit the notifications button when a new episode pops up on there. Also, for those of you who are on Anchor, please feel free to leave me a message, a voice message on there. I'll play it on the next episode. And um, and if you uh, want to contact me on through the interwebs, the stuff podcast show at gmail.com and you can also follow me on instagram at the stuff podcast show and leave a comment telling me what you thought um another thing too that i want to ask you guys is that i am looking to build the community something that is getting much bigger right now is becoming pretty popular is discord and I have been trying out the Discord community for a while. I'm a part of a few different groups. And I have been thinking about building a Discord community. What I'm going to be doing on the Instagram page and possibly on the Facebook page is create a poll. And I want to leave that to you guys to see if you all would be interested in having a Discord a podcast community for the stuff podcast show that way we can all talk to each other um, give each other suggestions help each other out um, have some camaraderie all of that i also figured we could use that to uh you know promote you know where i'm gonna be once i start doing uh podcasts um outside of the area as well at certain events and things so please leave me your feedback on there and see and tell me what you think uh discord is a is a chat uh, program, like I said, we all can chat back and forth, talk to each other, stay in touch, all of that, and uh, create a very close knit community. I know it's worked with the few podcasters that I know. Uh, Justin Prime from the J Primecast uh, does that, and it seems to be working pretty well. It's not huge, but it's a very close knit community, and it seems to be doing pretty well for him. And seeing as I'm trying to do what I can to build the community, build my community up. I think it might be a good idea to try out. So please vote and let me know what you think. And uh, I, if you vote, I will give you a shout out on uh, the season finale episode, which will be out uh, Friday. And uh, we will go from there. Okay. So again, I appreciate you guys taking the time to um, taking the time to listen, taking the time out of your day to enjoy this podcast show next week is the season finale of the stuff podcast show in episode two of the jive talk or drive stuff podcast that is the show where david wilson and i of the drive talk podcast uh get together we're going to be talking about the dc eu uh the dc extended universe and many other things I'm quite sure. So anyways, guys, thank you so much. I will talk with you guys soon and see you next week.